Welcome to the You're Not Invisible After 50 podcast. I'm Kiran Kumar, founder and host of You're Not Invisible After 50. Despite the title, you don't have to be over 50 to listen to this podcast. No matter whether you're 25, 45 or 65, we can all learn lessons from each other to help us build a better, more fulfilled life. Come listen to the inspiring stories of all the phenomenal women over 50 who are kicking ass and making an impact. They are not invisible. I'm not invisible and neither are you. So no matter what society says, life doesn't end at 50. In fact, it's just beginning. Welcome to the You're Not Invisible After 50 podcast. I'm Kieran, host of this podcast. We're all about showcasing phenomenal women over 50 who are kicking ass and making an impact. You'll get to hear all the inspiring stories why you don't have to be invisible after 50. So sit back and enjoy the wonderful life story from this week's guest. My guest today is Michelle Blood. So can I just say, Michelle, welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> I love that answer. So I'm going to get you to, first of all, introduce yourself to our listeners in one line, anything about yourself. My name is Michelle Blood, as we've just said. I'm a best-selling author. I've been a rock star. I've got dozens of albums, um, travelled all over the world. Now I teach deep mysticism and meditation practice to students from all over the world, all ages, all sizes, all, all different nationalities. And I love my life and I'm very, very happy to be here and share some nuggets that will assist you to have an even better life, more success, more money, deeper spirituality and more harmony in your life. Oh my God, I welcome it all. Oh, and you've already <laughs> given me a nice seed of an idea, so I just love that. So <laughs> let we can talk about all of that, obviously. So let's start with your, so in this podcast, we'll cover your life story, obviously, the past, the present. If there was a trigger point of 50, could have been before, and then what the future looks like. So let's kick off. Let's talk. I'm so excited about getting into this. So let's talk about your past. So where do well, you want to start? I'm obviously Australian. G'day, everyone. <laughs> and uh, I was singing since the age of five on TV. I eventually became very successful with one of my rock bands. We made music videos. We toured all over the country at one stage nonstop for seven years. I, uh, we did a lot of gigs, you know, support act with the pretenders in excess, Midnight Oil, uh, gosh, you name it, Georgia Satellites, just many, many different bands that would come to Australia as well. And then eventually we just ended up headlining all the time because we had thousands of people coming to our gigs. So I was living a very tough life because to be the lead singer, the manager of the band and to get the record labels and everything that I had to do, it was like very, very hard work getting the right musicians, making sure they weren't on drugs or drunk, <laughs> they'd be fired otherwise. <laughs> You know, no sex, drugs and rock and roll. If they had sex, that's fine. I didn't want to know about it, but they were not, not allowed because the thing is when you've got to do four or five sets a night and you've got to travel for miles in between, Australia's huge, you've got to be on your toes. And if one musician is out of tune, the whole band is buggered, you know. So, mm -hmm. so yeah. I was very, very strict. Sometimes they called me the Tiller the Hun. If I was a guy, they would have just said, good on you, mate. <laughs> <laughs> And, and uh, 
my life was really, really great when I every every night when I was on that stage. But what I had to do in between and the traveling, it was huge. So I was mm-hmm. obviously already a very disciplined, strong person who, you know, it, it's like you know what you're going to do. You've been doing it your entire life. And so nothing and no one is going to stop you from doing it. And when you have that sort of a passion and a talent, your talent evolves. Obviously, my first lot of songwriting sucked, but you just keep going and going until you've got really great songs, writing skills. So what happened to me was on my way home from a gig in a truck, it was a 12-hour drive from uh, Brisbane to Sydney, Mm -hmm. the truck driver fell asleep. And as the passenger, because I always travelled with the truck drivers to make sure they showed up on time. (laughs) Okay. You know, you have to be so strict with everyone. We didn't have internet back then. Anyway, um, he went into a telephone pole and as the passenger, I was completely crushed. I mean, the amount of broken bones and bladder was, you know, sprinkled with, you know, tons of smashed bone. And so it was touch and go for the first two months, many, many long operations, one being 17 and a half hours. And, And that... You look at that could have been the worst thing that ever happened to me in my life, but it was Mm -hmm. one of the best things that ever happened to me because it changed my trajectory. I would never, ever have thought that that is how I would get international fame and hit records overseas. I, I was brought up to believe, like all the other rock musicians, that you have to get a record contract first and to get a record contract back there in Australia, you had to prove that you already had thousands of people coming to your gigs. It wasn't Mm -hmm. like today where you could just, you know, super tune or your voice and (laughs) put it on internet. Yeah. Yeah. It was, you know, you had to have worked really hard. So we had a record label with Time Warner. We were getting really good traction. The records were playing, um, videos were playing. It was great. And so that is really when I think, even though I had a great life before that, that was when my true life really began after that car accident because what happened when I was in that hospital woke me up to my spirit within me and it was a phenomenal change. So that's sort of the beginning of the story, the past anyway. <laughs> Can I just ask you then, Michelle, you know, what what kind of age range was that? I mean, what time of the time of your life was that? Did that all happen? Oh, from about 18 to 27. Mm-hmm. So you had this accident about 27 when you were 27. Uh-huh. Is that right? That must have been such a traumatic. I mean, I can you just stating that just makes me feel for you so deeply in terms of what you must have gone through very dark times. Can you kind of ex- explain what happened around that and how you felt that that was the start of your life? Well, after a couple of months, I knew I wasn't going to die, right? Well, that's so, good. Yeah, but I was still in horrific um, pain. You know, literally I would just pass out from it every couple of hours. You know, it was just that bad. No matter what pethidine or whatever they gave me, it wasn't enough. So anyway, what happened was people were giving me different cassettes and things to listen to. That's how long ago it was, cassettes, huh? Anyway, mm-hmm. and I always had this little cassette player with me because I would – you know, always have it with me to write down any song idea when it came in. So it wouldn't, I wouldn't lose it. So I was listening to Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. And I don't, I was like, what in the hell, literally, what in the hell is someone wanting me to listen to a book about 
entrepreneurs, male entrepreneurs in the 20s in America. I couldn't give a bugger about that. Especially when you're lying in a hospital bed. Yeah, and I couldn't turn it off. I couldn't reach it. And it was very frustrating, but I'm so glad it, it kept going because it got to a chapter about Napoleon Hill having a little baby boy and his mm. little infant son was born completely deaf. And so yeah. what he did, he called it auto-suggestion. These days we're very cool and groovy. We call it affirmations. He would mm. go into his little son's room and where his ears were supposed to be, he didn't even have properly formed ears, he would say, you are strong. You are my son. You hear perfectly. All of these affirmations over and over and over again. By the time he was three, he had 30% of his hearing, which was impossible. And you know what it's like, Karen, when there's something within you that just goes, you know, people call it an aha. I call it a a satori. You have a knowingness in the the marrow of your bones Mm -hmm. that you know that what you've just read or heard is true. So I believed it. 100% I believed it. My intuition was always very, very strong. And I knew I had a strong mind and I could do that. So I made an affirmation. An affirmation has to be stated in the now, has to be positive. And you have to, they say, emotionalize it. You have to believe what you're saying. So I was like, okay, I'm going to do an affirmation. I'm not healed. So I am healed. Mm -hmm. Great. Great. I know I am. I love myself. I am my friend. None of those things were true. So I thought, great, I've got a great affirmation because that's what I want to have happen. And Mm -hmm. I'm stating it as if it's happened. And then I added some spiritual dust as the healing light of the universe surrounds me and goes through me. I know that I am healed. I thought I may as well add some sprinkle of spirit. Mm -hmm. And so I said this onto, you know, over and over again, didn't work. So after two weeks of doing it every day, and I'm still in physical pain and still very depressed. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, this is rubbish. What am I doing? The doctors are saying if I do walk again, I'll have serious limitations and all of these different things. I've still got more operations. So my doubting mind had absolute plenty of reason to kick it out. It wasn't me being negative. The doctors were telling me the truth. And mm-hmm. so I thought I'll just get rid of that. Otherwise, I'm just going to fail and I'll feel more depressed because I'm not going to be healed. And then about a week later, it just kept going on and on in my mind. There must be another way to get it into my subconscious mind. I can't believe it, so I can't emotionalize it. (gasps) You're a singer-songwriter, Michelle. Duh. Mm -hmm. Sing it. Sing it. I am healed. I know I am. I love myself. I am my friend. As the healing light of the universe surrounds me and goes through me, I am healed, I know I am. I love myself, I am my friend. I sang it until the cassette player, the cassette was was full. (laughs) I listened to it every day. I won't go too much into, because there's more of my story, but that is the beginning. Affirmations with music. And I would never have known that that little affirmation song would take me on to work in countries all over the world and have audiences up to 50,000 people in Asia. So, I mean, that's a pretty good beginning. <laughs> I think that's a brilliant beginning. And I absolutely, Michelle, just love your voice. And, oh, well, thank you. And I, I, you know, I can just see and I can feel the power in what you're doing. And so can millions of other people as well. So thank you for that. So let's carry on. Let's carry on with the story. 
Well, after I got out of the hospital, I went to a recording studio, got a couple of my band members, and I wrote tons of different affirmation songs on all the different areas for the band, just for us to listen to. I said, this mm-hmm. stuff works, guys. We've got to listen to this. Let's write these affirmation songs. And so they weren't really into it, but they saw that it had healed me. And they were, you know, and I said, no, we're not going to promote them or record them for other people, obviously. You know, that's not mm-hmm. cool. This is just for us. So I wrote about success. I am love. Um, I'm, I'm a magnet to money, prosperity, all of these different songs to for our subconscious mind. Mm-hmm. But then what happened was some journalists in Australia found out about my healing. Newspapers, uh, rock magazines, you know, all these different things. And then television, something similar to uh, 60 Minutes in Australia, but not 60 mm-hmm. Minutes. Called, it used to be called Real Life. Mm-hmm. And so then through all that promotion, I thought, well, why not? It's good promotion for the band. That's all mm-hmm. I ever think about, promoting well, the band. PR is everything, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> marketing the band. You know, oh, great. Any op- any opportunity to be interviewed, I would. I mean, I've been interviewed thousands upon thousands of times all over the world. And so I love it because you get to share your message and market what you're doing. Anyway, but what happened was uh, promoters who promoted best-selling authors, motivational speakers, transformational speakers came to me and they said, we want you to two up with Deepak Chopra, Wayne Dyer, all of these different people I'd never heard of. And I said, who are they? What do you mean you want me to tour with them? I've got my band. And <laughs> no, no, no. These are best-selling authors from America and different countries. We want you to sing your affirmation, do a little bit about your story and, and motivate the audience. We'll have the lyrics, the affirmation lyrics up on a big screen. And I said, well, I'm not really interested in doing that. No, I said, you know, um, what would you pay me my band? Oh, no, no, we don't need your band, just you. And just have backing music. Don't you record and have the music separate? And I said, yeah, always. Well, you could just play that in the background and sing along. And I was like, it just seemed uncool. Mm-hmm. And they said, we'll pay you $5,000 a gig. And it wasn't so uncool anymore. I went, oh, okay then. <laughs> Not bad as a start, is it? <laughs> yeah, and I just did it for the money, you know. Mm-hmm. But little did I realise the first gig I did um, Wayne Dyer had just finished speaking and I was back in the green room and Deepak Chopper was next to me and, and I said, oh, are you one of the speakers? Because I didn't know who any of these people were. Yeah. And absolutely. he said, I think what you're doing is really great. And I would go through my affirmation songs and get them to choose what song they wanted before they came out. So it had to do with something that they talked about. But mm-hmm. then I'm listening to these guys and I'm like, this is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I was really into it. And I'd already started because my mind had opened up more since listening to my own affirmation songs and writing them all the time. So I was already getting into very much interested in people that did affirmations, what meditation was. So I'd already started reading. My band was still working. And in between Mm -hmm. sets, I would immediately just open a book. I was obsessed. I was reading Shirley MacLaine to Stuart Wilde, all of these different people. And I loved it. So I loved meeting these guys and touring with them. It was really, really sort of fascinating. But what happened was the next uh, tour that I was going to do was with Bob Proctor mm-hmm. and he didn't want me. He just heard it was a pop singer and he said, I don't have entertainment or dancing girls. I'm Bob Proctor. You know, mm-hmm. he, they said, well, we've, you don't know what she's like and it'll bring in a different type of crowd as well because we want to sell out, you know, and it was at the Four Seasons in Sydney, Australia, which used to be called The Regent, 
right on Sydney Harbour. There were about 3,000 people there and Bob Proctor speaking. And then I would get up and he said, oh, there's this singer doing some affirmation songs, you know, Michelle Blood, very unlike what he's like, very unenthusiastic. So I come out and I'm singing Magnet to Money, the lyrics are up. And then after the next break, I came on, I said, I am energy. I'm getting everyone up on the stage to sing, doing the swim, singing, I am energy. And he came uh, backstage in the break because it was an evening seminar. And he said, I did not want you to sing at my event. And I went, nice to meet you too, mate. <laughs> Thanks very what much. What an introduction. <laughs> yeah. And then he started laughing and he said, but oh my God, he said, young woman, I am so pleased that they insisted. This is what we teach. We teach affirmations and visualization and you get the audience on fire. I mean, mm -hmm. I really get them on fire, but you get them like burning hot. You got them on stage. And he said, you've only sung two songs so far. And I remember every lyric and that's what you've got to do. And then you don't have to emotionalize it. He said, do you realize what you're doing? The left side of the brain is taking all those affirmation lyrics in. The right side of the brain is um, taking in all the creativity with the melody. It's going straight into the subconscious mind. And he said, do wow. you realize that? And I went, yeah, I had a bit of a clue. <laughs> <laughs> So, about after, it. <laughs> so afterwards, me and his, uh, Linda, his wife, went to supper and um, I told them my story. And he said, I want to work with you all over the world. I ended up leaving my band, moving to Kuala Lumpur, running his business as well, getting okay. repro reproducing all his audio programs. We ended up writing books, audio programs, seminars together for over seven years. So what happened was, though, I had this, I was working with a lot of different speakers in different countries. I had this heart glow mm -hmm. and I would say to people, can you feel that heart glow? And I could hear this high pitch humming. And I was, because I was doing so many positive things and I could not go wrong. I, mm -hmm. I was making money hand over fist. I was doing all these gigs. I was staying at the most beautiful hotels. And I mean, I was used to as a rock singer, even when we were successful staying in what we used to call cockroach palaces. <laughs> so this is definitely a kind of you know yeah. improvement <laughs> yeah and so uh I said to Bob one day I said I've got this love for the divine and I want to find someone who's enlightened I've been reading Yogananda's book and he said oh yeah that's a great book autobiography of a yogi and I said it's just changed me I just want to go out and find a teacher or something I don't know what it is so I looked all over the world for about 14 years for an enlightened teacher it's very rare for anyone to be enlightened Eventually, I found an enlightened teacher through my friend, John Endara, and he's this young American woman, and she's on this tiny little stage. There's about 100 people. We just paid $5 to come and hear her speak. She just started teaching. She'd been enlightened for just a couple of years. And I saw light come out of her hands, and I felt my eyes wow. start tearing up, and I could feel these tingles through the top of my brain, and I just knew she was my teacher. I knew she was enlightened. And she eventually, you know, agreed to teach me. Mm -hmm. And so I went off the grid. I went off Facebook. I went off all social media, everything. And I just studied with her for 10 years. And I eventually became fully enlightened. The only one wow. of her students so far that became fully enlightened. She's retired now doing other things to bring light into the world. And so that is really the beginning because that was just, I became enlightened at 52. That's, that was your trigger point then? At 50, 50, 52. So let's talk about that because that's so fascinating. 
Well, I was with her from, you know, the age of about just early 40s till she, you know, stopped teaching. And I'd already become enlightened just before she stopped teaching. But I could not have known that a teacher with that sort of clear consciousness, it's not just on and off, on and off, just a moment here, a moment there. It's on all the time and she's transmitting this light to you all the time, which is why some of Yogananda's um, students became enlightened because the teacher's transmitting that light to you. Mm -hmm. So your Kundalini wants to come up because it's feeling that pull, that Mm -hmm. Kundalini at the base of the spine so that the Shashumna along the spine, everybody, we've got this ethereal uh, tube called the Shashumna Mm -hmm. and it's blocked. And so it has to become cleared. Anyway, I ended up becoming ordained in Bhutan as a Buddhist monk, all the Mm -hmm. things that I had learned along the way I teach because, so I've started something called the mystical experience.com, which is like a club where people, rather than paying thousands and thousands of dollars for a success coach who maybe doesn't even know what they're doing. Mm -hmm. um, I, I have these students and they just pay $50 a month to get all this light transmitted to them, even if they don't want to do meditation practice. Eventually they do because they feel it and they do want to. I mean, we've got dentists, doctors, musicians. I mean, people from all walks of life in over 26 countries. We all come on the big Zoom. I've got this huge screen in front of me. Everyone gets to say good day. We do our affirmations together. We meditate. I transmit light. We tell jokes. People are uplifted. People are making more money than they've ever made before. They're happier. And so my students pretty much stay with me the entire time because their life improves and I want them to become enlightened so that they can then pass Spend the light. Yeah. You know, I'm it's 65. About- I don't know what I'm going to leave the body. I'm very healthy, but I don't know. And I want someone else to, you know, pass the torch, a lot of them. And, um, and so the latest thing that we've done, oh, my goodness, Karen, I just have to tell you, this is one of the most thrilling things at my age to have an app. And I, I was looking at these apps and I was like, we've got to get a positive app with affirmations and meditations and all this sort of stuff. And I was like, we've got to do it. So mm-hmm. it took two years to develop and we've just launched it. It's called the Magnet, Magnet Money to App. Money app. Mm. The Magnet it, to Money App. And it is amazing. MagnetToMoneyApp.com. And it has the Magnet to Money song. So you've got notifications and reminding yourself. It's got a sleep program where I'm your angel speaking to you all night as you're sleeping, getting you to go into deep states of sleep, bringing your consciousness up into positivity, tons of affirmations you can listen to while just driving your car. And every morning there's a different, just eight minute meditation for you. The first three minutes is just me talking about a particular topic that is your focus for the day, success, prosperity, joy, harmony, communication. And then the next four to five minutes is just the meditation where I transmit the light. And so it is, for $4.99 a month, it's ridiculous. People pay thousands of dollars to get all these different products and stuff and they yeah. can get all of this and we keep adding more content. So I am so recommend that to anybody, even if you've never done meditation before, eight minutes a day is not going to, and $4.99 isn't going to break the bank. It's a cup of coffee at Starbucks. <laughs> Especially as you said, Michelle, that, you know, I feel now that I'm kind of, aligned with my spirit and etc um non-spiritual and i feel that you know anything that can help anyone is an added bonus what a gift to the world because people pay thousands and as you said thousands and thousands and thousands of pounds or dollars or whatever currency you're in um to improve their lives and you know 
if this can bring you the joy, the success, the love, et cetera, et cetera, what more do you want in life, right? Yeah, it's just, it's so beautifully done. We just had someone review it, Steve P. Young, who's an expert on apps, and he just raved about it. He said it's one of the most, he said, I know calm is like huge. He said, but this is like a million times better than that. He said, I've never seen anything like it because you're a true teacher. And so you've got all the content and you've got the light coming through. And he said, I just, you know, he said, I love it. Love the design, wow. everything. So that was like from one of the most popular, successful app people, you know, that was mm -hmm. pretty good. Kudos. But um, Holly, Holly Fala and Johnny and Dara and Trevor Rogers, the team and me, we did, you know, Holly taught herself how to develop after we had many developers that were just ripping us off basically. But it wasn't that I felt they were ripping us off. I, I knew it was a worthwhile expense to get the experience because it was something I'd never done before. So mm -hmm. when people think they've lost money or someone has done something, what I say to you is every experience you have teaches you. So mm -hmm. even for me, it was a teaching moment because that was something I'd never done before. And I love doing things I've never done before. That's for sure. <laughs> that's good. That's good. Is anything else happening in your life? I mean, this is a big one, right? Your app is a big thing. And also, Huge. Um, yeah, so that's anything else that's going on that we can well, I just wanted to. I just wanted to reiterate that even though I was ordained a Buddhist monk, I went on to not be like Buddhist. I look at everything. So mm -hmm. I love Christianity. I love all the original teachers before other people bugger it up. I love their mm -hmm. teachings because true enlightenment never goes away. So I, I like being irreverent. I'm mm -hmm. from the rock world. I think mm -hmm. if you can say, I fucking love God, well, mm -hmm. that's good for me. That means you're the real thing. You're not trying to pretend, oh, I'm so saintly. Mm -hmm. Come and I'll teach you, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I, I get that. I get that. Yeah, but if you need to bleep it out, you can. But, I mean, it's just a word. Yeah. It's not absolutely. a sin. People un mm. don't understand what real prayer is. Oh, yeah, I've got something for your viewers that is free, 100% mm -hmm. free. Lots of my products, my um, Affirmation Power book, where is it? Here it is, The Magic Affirmation Power, mm -hmm. some of the songs for success, um, the video, The Practice of Meditation. Tons of things for people to experiment with. Also, my six-week very best-selling course on mysticism, how to really clean out your your home and your consciousness, um, which people love. All that for free if they go to Michelle Blood, 1L with Blood, M-I-C-H-E-L-E-B-L-O-O-D.com forward slash, not invisible, <laughs> but sometimes I am. <laughs> but that's a good thing. <laughs> if you want and some space. <laughs> And if someone is just not interested in going that deeply, but they want money, they want to have manifestation powers, go to manifestingnews.com and find out when my next manifesting uh, two-day event's going to be, and mm -hmm. you'll learn everything there is, and you will definitely, guaranteed, ticket guaranteed, end up making more money because I'm going to teach you how to do it and transmit eight different... When I do these two-day events, I transmit eight light transmissions during those two days. Mm -hmm. So it's a very, very powerful and fun way because I want people to get away from thinking that money is evil. Money is just energy and, you know, it's a credit card. It's just something that's going to give you freedom. And I want people to have what they want because then they can focus on other things instead yeah, of worrying absolutely. about not getting or having to work or I don't want to get fired. 
you know, I want them to have what they want. And so does God. God wants mother, mother Mira says it all the time. Beautiful, enlightened teacher from India who lives in Germany. Um, she doesn't speak, but to the people, but she does, you know, write. And she says, mm -hmm. the divine wants you to have everything that makes you happy. Don't you think the divine doesn't? Because that will bring you into your enlightenment because then you're not worrying about the material stuff because you'll have it. Absolutely. Oh, that's, <laughs> that is really, really positive and promising. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> so is what about the future? Have you thought what's coming up next after that? You know, I just go on what I'm guided to do in that moment. Mm -hmm. And then I immediately take action, which is what everyone's going to have to do to be persistent every day taking action to do something to help your consciousness every day doing something that's going to assist someone else either tithing money bringing meals to someone sending them a funny video every day doing something mm -hmm. for someone else so it's not all about me 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 the only note you can sing it's got to be about all the notes yeah absolutely <laughs> and Just and to always be creating something so you have multiple streams of income a book or everyone has got experience everyone can write about something that they've got experience in and you coming up with this you're not invisible after 50 is going to be a best-selling book because you're going to transcribe all of us girls gosh i could talk to you forever but we have to move on unfortunately <laughs> so at the end of this podcast we talk about the five tips that you give to anyone who's under 50 and then three tips to anybody who's over 50 so let's kick off by your five tips that you give to anyone under 50? What would you say oh. to them? Wow. Okay. Five tips. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, if you're under 50, begin your meditation practice immediately. You don't have a moment to waste. And if you're under 50, you've still got a long way to go. And so do affirmations, be positive. Never, ever complain about other people because when you're complaining about other people, it means that there is a fear within you you don't want to face face your fears look at your shadow side find out how you can improve and affirmations aren't just all about oh i've just got to be positive i've got to be positive don't be like that once mm -hmm. you find your calling don't get up on a soapbox and share it with everyone if someone comes to you and they say it looks like your life has changed how did you do it then you can share it with them but people don't want know-it-alls so don't mm -hmm. be a know-it-all even if someone's sharing with you something that's incorrect don't say that's wrong Mm -hmm. <laughs> and um, remember to always say remember when you say to someone don't forget you're giving them an order to forget the milk remember the milk so always re remember and wow. you know and don't with children if you've got children if you're under 50 remember don't ever say to them don't go out in the rain you'll get catch a cold that is bs you mm -hmm. have a shower every day do you catch a cold you know i mean I'm just saying the things that we say to younger people that it reinforces, and then we've got to work really hard by the time we're 40 or 50 to get all that BS and all that false information out of our consciousness. So do your best to be positive. Start reading about positive books and affirmation power that you're getting today for free is the yeah. great beginning to learn in a very simple way. Because I say to people under 50, remember this, kiss. Keep it simple and spiritual. Anytime anyone is trying to make something complicated when they're mm -hmm. teaching you, no matter if what, no matter what they're teaching you, and they're making out that only they can do it, and that it's going to be very hard for you to do it, don't listen. Run away. Run mm -hmm. fast. Run mm -hmm. hard. Get away from them. <laughs> find well, out well, what it is. Find out what it is that you want 
by experimenting and people say especially to people under 50 follow your passion don't follow your passion that's ego follow Mm -hmm. your heart not your passion not your organs follow your heart love others don't complain don't judge everyone is in the same golden tapestry you are connected with everyone don't talk if you ever particularly ones under 50 (laughs) if you ever are going to talk behind somebody's back pretend they're in the room with you now what are you going to say (laughs) yeah that's an interesting angle isn't it absolutely (laughs) and and the people after 50 remember nothing is impossible I became enlightened at 52, 52. Yeah. I went off the grid for 10 years and studied and studied and studied. Everything is possible for you. And I didn't realize until later in life that you actually, your consciousness and your talents become like opera singers. Women opera singers become the best when they're about 50. We have a different type of talent with singing, with doing different things. Women have extraordinary common sense which isn't so common and take advantage of the experience that you've had in your life and don't listen to anybody else i mean you're over 50 for god's sake you're a grown-up <laughs> you can do absolutely it you can do yeah, it true, true. and if you've got grown-up children let them do what they want they're a separate soul to you you just just support the people that you love and if people don't support you, don't tell them what you're doing, particularly if you're over 50. People don't want to know anyway. And they'll just, you don't want someone saying, oh, you're a bit old to do that, aren't you? It's like this yeah. guy that I knew. Okay, he was 55. I know we're talking about women, but he was 55 and he started medical school. He'd retired from his other job. He had a little bit of money and his wife freaked out. We're not spending our retirement on you going to medical school. You know, mm-hmm. it's going to take six years. And he said, well, I'll be here in six years, but I'll be a doctor. <laughs> yeah absolutely and and so he went on and became a you know really great doctor uh another woman I met wanted to play piano she was in her late 40s at that stage she'd never played piano she was an accountant she hated being an accountant she's a New Zealander and I said to her start taking piano lessons immediately throw out your tv and by the time she was 53 she was playing in that same four seasons at the Regent Hotel in the lobby a grand piano as her job she moved to wow so i mean she changed completely she always she'd never played a piano but she had this longing and when you have this longing from your heart it's definitely a past life gift so you've got to be able to like mozart that's why he could do what he did at three years of age we take Mm -hmm. all of our experiences from each life into the next life so don't think you have to be stuck in the same job or do the same thing if you're not enjoying it because that's going to be a killer what are you dying for? Because whatever you're spending your time on, you're dying for it anyway. <laughs> you know, because so really think about that. And I'm not saying just quit your job. She didn't. She went, yeah. she played piano every night. She went to a piano teacher twice a week. It took her a few years, but she ended up being a really good piano player and got that job in Sydney. <laughs> I think that's such a phenomenal ending to such a wonderful podcast. Um Thank you, Michelle. I mean, I could talk to you for hours on end, but thank you, thank you, thank you for your time. Thank you for the gifts that you're giving out, but all, not just the free gifts, but also what you're giving out in terms of your knowledge and the, the the light which people need in this world, especially nowadays, especially now, where we are in the world. But thank you, thank you, thank you. It's truly, truly appreciated.
Well, you are gorgeous. Oh. You are just gorge. You're beautiful. I love you already. I'm connected with you. I will do anything for you. Just email me if you need anything. Become you part of the, you this, No, you really, your, your heart and your soul is just glowing. And no wonder I'm loving this. I could talk to you for hours as well. I do have another interview after this though, but otherwise I would. I would just stay on. We'd do one part two, part three. <laughs> oh, so you have given me the biggest gift actually. God bless you, gorgeous girl. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to the You Are Not Invisible After 50 podcast. If you want to hear more from some amazing women over 50 who are kicking ass and making impact, then don't forget to subscribe to our podcast available on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Remember to rate, comment and share with other fabulous women. And together, let's change the narrative that you don't have to be invisible, no matter how old you are. Check out our other services on www.you'renotinvisibleafter50.com and follow us on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn and TikTok. And always remember that life doesn't have to end at 50. In fact, it's just beginning.